Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Calling a Day with Chloe and Cleo. Um, as you will see probably from the title, we have another guest with us today, which I'm very hyped about, and I would argue it's our first real guest. Yeah. Sorry, Norman and Alvin. <laughs> yeah, they don't count. They don't count. This is our first actual, actual guest that like wanted to be in the podcast. It wasn't forced just because they were dating us. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, as you can see from the title, today we have with us the Josh on, um, a dear friend. And the legend himself. Wow. <laughs> <This> is... <laughs> um, and we wanted to invite him onto the podcast today because one, he is just an excellent conversationalist, a great storyteller, and also an interesting person, particularly. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> particularly <laughs> today, we brought him to talk about his experience as a teacher um, in this past crazy year of COVID. And particularly, this was his first year teaching. So that really adds a layer into things. Um, but yes, I will let Josh introduce himself. All right. Well, hey, everyone. Uh, it's Josh. <laughs> Just Josh, not the Josh. Um, yeah, this is my first year teaching. Uh, I teach AP Biology, Biomedicine, Chemistry over at a local school called the Bear Creek School. Oh. Yeah. It's over in Redmond, so that's about it. Yes. Um, well, Bear Creek is what, a private Christian school, so that might add a different layer to things. Oh, bouginess. Of bouginess <laughs> and just it's a different true. COVID experience. Um, but yeah, do you have any... I mean, I've heard like some bits about Josh's teaching experience, so it'll be interesting to hear the actual like, details and stories of what goes down. Um, well, I guess it's like how much of it was in person versus like on Zoom. Yeah, I think across the year, there were different phases and through each phase, there's like a certain percentage amount, I would say, that gradually went from full remote all the way to now we're full in person five days a week. Whoa. Like everyone wears masks and like <laughs> chills everyone out. Everyone wears masks. <laughs> we have to watch the students at all times. Not allowed to roam the hallways. We they have can't to like, go to the bathroom? They can't go to the bathroom, but... They can't like go on breaks or anything like that. No much. recess. No recess. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh wait, middle school. Middle school doesn't even have recess. Well, it's like high school, so. Oh, oh yeah, it's high school. And yeah. you teach. <laughs> you teach ninth to twelfth grade. Is that right? Ninth through twelfth. Yeah. Oh. Josh has like way too much on his plate. I mean, well, from what I heard, a teacher should only be teaching one to two subjects, and he's teaching like three different curriculum as a first year st teacher in COVID, and yeah, all the other are staff doing are like. Yeah, you're doing too much, but keep going. Yeah, wait, why? Why? <laughs> Honestly, I was surprised as I was going into my first couple of weeks, and they were like, you're teaching three subjects. Initially, it was just AP Biology, Biomedicine, and then I think the chemistry teacher felt like she had a lot, so then she was like, hey, take on chemistry. But, like, that's a different type of science. <laughs> Do you I, know both? <laughs> I mean, I guess you do. Chemistry is, is an easier one, I would say. Oh, it's like yeah. It's like basic chemistry. Oh, for sure. Oh, basic yeah, for sure. Chemistry. No, chemistry is... I'm just, for sure. <laughs> I don't remember any science, but I think we should maybe backtrack of, like, Josh's background and how he ended up in teaching, and particularly this, because you studied... Let me think. You studied biology, specifically physiology. Yeah, Is yeah, that right? Yeah, okay. Sounds... That's what I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then how did that translate into teaching instead of you going into, I don't know, like research or, you know, medicine? Yeah, yeah. I did, I did a little bit of research, actually. 
uh, and it was super boring. Mm -hmm. So I never did it again. I did it for like one summer and then I was just underground for like 20 hours a week and I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. And then after that, I actually did some scribing because I wanted to initially become a physician assistant and then just thought the life wasn't for me. And so then did my master's in teaching. And then in between that, I just happened to do a little bit of work at Bear Creek. And so they called me right after, or actually right before I graduated. And so that's how I got all hooked up. Whoa. Wait, yeah. so what do you do as a scribe? As a scribe, I just type out the stories of the patients that like come in. I do like the medical records. And so like any kind of symptoms, the doctors report, I like type it all out. It's just a lot of typing. Wait, what? He used to <laughs> see a lot of, not a lot, but he, from what I, you told me, had like some crazy experiences he would just be witnessing, but then he just has to like type it as accurately as possible. And then he would, I mean, he can tell this story. He like spent so many hours commuting to and from Tacoma and it was like a whole so grind. Wait, I can't believe scribe is like a real job. Like, can't they like automate that? Like have like a computer listen, like natural language processing and like, and it's not going to be like, the computer's not going to have trauma from watching like the patient like vomit projectilely. So like, <laughs> that's like a whole nother episode of oh, yeah. his experiences of like yeah. scribe Sorry, research, that was a but... tangent. But I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me, but okay. Cool. So now master's in teaching. So like, I'm like a noob about like teaching. So like when you get master's in teaching, do you have to like focus on a specific subject or it's just like anything goes? Yeah. So you're set down a certain track based upon like your background courses that you've taken. And so mine was like the science track. And so all the science teachers are actually in one place. And then you all take like general like education courses. And then after that, you have to take like a national sort of like essay thing called the EdTPA. It was the worst thing I've ever done. And then you have to get specific licenses for the state for a certain subject to teach for high school. But turns out I didn't need like any of that considering I'm working at a private school. So at a private school, they don't need really any of it. Of course it helps you get the job, but it's not required by the state for you to get the Whoa, job. Whoa. But it gave you that. options, right? To pick between mm -hmm. private and public. Yeah. So like some people, do they just no, they want to go private and just kind of forego that whole process of licensing and stuff? Maybe. I think some people might just like try to apply for a private school without doing all the licensing, see how it goes. Mm. If they get it, then they just go down that track. I see. Oh. Well, that leads me to my next question of, I mean, we all know you can go to school, you can learn things in the classroom, but reality is always so different. So I guess going into your first year, intending it being in person and like normal and everything how did that you know differ from your expectations and like let's not even layer in COVID yet oh man um oh man where to start I think what first hit me was how time consuming everything was like the different layers of having to grade give feedback but at the same time try to like create relationships with each student all of, those things, all of those things are just super time consuming. And so it's hard to feel like you're really there sometimes in the class because you're thinking of all the other work that you have to do. On top of that, parents at private schools. <gasps> oh, no. So different than in a public school. And majority of the parents are like the sweetest people ever at, a, at Bear Creek. But I just did not think I would talk with that many parents. Like what do they initially. talk to you about? They just ask 
every question like from you know, why is my student have this grade? And you're like, well, it's because they're not reading. <laughs> like, they're straight dumb? <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I would say anything. Um, uh, to like, uh, why is this, why did you mark this question wrong on the oh, test? Wow. Like, and like, a math test? <laughs> you, don't, you don't teach math, but like. <laughs> no, it's honestly, sometimes it's hard to like explain, like you basically have to explain the question out to the parents. And oh, interesting. It's sometimes difficult because you're talking with doctors and you're like, mm. I'm teaching a biomedicine class and I'm talking with a doctor who does this for like, they're living. Whoa. I just feel so underqualified to some degree to talk about it. But it's actually, I think, surprising how little people know of AP biology. It's very mm-hmm. different, you know, mm-hmm. than like the medical field in general. So Yeah, and you and for your private school, you know, these parents are paying cash money oh. to put their kids in, you know, top notch school. So I can see why they're more involved and like nitpicky about it. But that's just so surprising because our parents were very hands off. So I'm like, I can't even imagine like our parents didn't even every go to question on yeah. their homework to like ask well i mean i know of some parents who do that but like our parents were the type to not even go to parent teacher conferences yeah because we were they wouldn't sign up they're like, like we were <laughs> doing fine so they were like i'm not going <laughs> yeah that's so that's so interesting but i'm also like that's kind of whack that like the parents are the ones coming to you asking for clarification i'm like dude i mean if the student really wanted to know then the student would ask you <laughs> I mean, the, t- the students do reach out to you a lot, though, right? Because now you have technology and, like, 24-7 access to you as opposed to, for us, it was, you go home, like, you're stuck on something, fine, I'll just, like, deal with it tomorrow kind of thing. But they have, what is it, do you use Teams? Yeah, Teams. They Teams you? Like, all the time. It's they like, can Teams you? They can Teams me. Just, it's like a Slack. <laughs> Wait, Slack that seems invasive. It, honestly, in the beginning, it was super invasive because I was getting, like, team messages at... 11 p.m. of like people <laughs> like Mr. Ron, can you quickly explain this question to me? I'm like, dude, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> but that's so hard to set those boundaries, like, because you want to help them, but then at the same time you're like, it's 11 p.m. Like, how do you see the message and just be like, unless you've set a rule to like ignore all of them past a certain time, because once you respond to one, then you'd be like, oh, fine, like, I'll keep helping. Yeah, in the beginning it was difficult because I really wanted to just like help them because I'm like, oh, I can answer it in like 30 seconds. And so mm. actually I had a long discussion with like Evie about this because like she also gets Slack notifications all the time. So just like setting strict boundaries. Mm. So eventually now I just like ignore them. So mm. like is the Teams thing because of COVID or has that always been a thing for teachers like even before COVID? I'd say that it was maybe increased because of COVID, but I think they were always moving towards that direction of like, Using more technology. I'm just like, that's so different from our high school experience. Well, I didn't even get laptops. I think it was like your grade once I, you know, left middle school or high school, sorry, that you guys all like got laptops and stuff. So I didn't even have that experience, but yeah. But like, yeah, we would, we would have no access to the teacher. Like if like we went to their classroom before school to hopefully ask a question and they weren't in there, we're like, guess we're just going to not understand. (laughs) And that's how it was. Yeah. Honestly, I'm like, do I even really ask my teachers questions? I'm not the I'm not the office hour type. <laughs> you <laughs> you are, school studying. <laughs> I'm I'm truly not. But um, what was I gonna say? Oh no, I, I was just thinking like I have a lot of respect for, I mean teachers in general because we have a lot of teacher friends and I just never really understood the gravity of like how important their job is until like I saw my teacher friends in action because 
with the exception of one friend who I will not name, like the teachers are constantly thinking about their students and like their curriculum and like their brain doesn't turn off. Ooh, now I'm curious. <laughs> Tell me later. <laughs> they know who they are. Oh, um, you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, you, Josh, like you're, I mean, you're 24 seven thinking about like stuff in general, whether it's like friends, ministry, work, like your students and stuff. But it's just truly amazing how like their job is beyond full time and like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, was that something you came into teaching expecting? Yeah, I would say like for the most part, private school teaching is probably a little bit easier in some areas than public school because we just have such smaller class sizes. Mm. And so sometimes when I think about the public school system, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know how they possibly keep track of, I don't even know, like hundreds of students and they're many different classes mm. so it just does seem a lot more overwhelming in the public settings um, what's your staff to student ratio i would say it'd be like one to about 16. oh that's really good or like one to 20. yeah my class sizes my biggest class is 17 kids wow which public is school half. is like always pushing 30. yeah exactly yeah exactly. <laughs> i'm just thinking about our high school experiences that was wild it's hilarious <laughs> Not a lot of learning, <laughs> a lot of screaming. It's a lot of like independent learning, I feel like, because like mm, I'm from public school yeah. and we just have to like figure it out. Right. Kind of. Yeah. Also like, <laughs> like my physics teacher, we all knew he didn't know physics. Really? <laughs> like he was our track coach and like we all knew he didn't know physics and he would learn like throughout the day. Like oh, first period kind of people sweet, would have to like ask sixth period people what he ended up figuring out since, oh. <laughs> since first period. Because first period people knew that he was going to have gaps in knowledge. I don't know if that's disappointing or like very touching. I don't know. Do you feel that way? Are you ever overwhelmed by like the things that you have to like suddenly know and like teach people? Definitely as a first year, there's a lot of moments where you're just like, I don't know. Because like the, some of the questions that students ask, you're like, wow, it's I did not expect that. But like, as you become more and more experienced, all about being a good teacher is like expecting those kind of questions. Mm. So you'd like research something. And so sometimes when I'm studying a topic, I ask myself questions of like, well, what about this? Or what mm. about this? And like, it might seem tedious, but then sometimes it shows up in class, which makes it easier to say. And then to your teacher's credit, his like, I also, my second time teaching anything is just so much better than my first time mm. teaching it. Yeah, I mean, he, we don't like him. He sucked. Oh. But like, <laughs> and then you add in the element of like, Josh has to always switch gears between three fairly different curriculum and catering to different grades. So yeah. that I don't know if your teaching style suddenly changes for that topic. And then it's like, oh, you're like, oh, frick, this is AP bio, <laughs> not chem. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think every class almost has like its own personality, actually. Mm. And so like some of my classes are majority junior, senior. And so it's a little bit like chill, I would say, because mm. the seniors are kind of like, they're done. Right. They have like senior <laughs> and they're just done. Uh, and then I have another AP Bio class with like a lot of sophomores and they're just like balls of energy. It's like mm. such a, it's a, it's one of my favorite classes, I would say. So if you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> but super energetic. Uh, and then another class for biomedicine, that one is also super energetic, like lots of juniors in that class. And then the chemistry class, I, it's only 10 people actually. 10 That's kids. so small. Wow. Freshmen and sophomores, which just means a lot of like like kind of looking over their shoulder and like a lot more like direct instruction. 
That's almost like private tutoring. It pretty much is. Yeah. Wait, also, are you sharing this with your your students? No, I don't know. Oh, this podcast. Because you're like, if you're listening, like, are we going to get a... No, I was... Are we going to widen the gap for our audience? (laughs) 10 years? 15 years? Yeah. I guess I just, like, have so many follow-up questions, but I guess, like, before that, I was like, I was... (laughs) I was a TA in college, Mm -hmm. and holy moly, I felt so bad for my TAs after I was in their shoes, because I was so annoying i would ask like off the walls questions be like okay i get this question but like what about this hypothetical scenario where everything is now different you're like i'm <laughs> one year older than you and i just finished this class like <laughs> yeah and i would like ask these questions and be like okay so like what about this and this and this and like a lot of times it would be like cleo i think you get it please leave <laughs> and, then, and like i was that person and so then when i was a ta and like annoying kids not annoying kids like really smart kids would ask me these questions that just like transcended the answer key i would be like don't talk to me (laughs) so like i feel like if i was a teacher i would have that fear every single day and like i would have to sometimes like like walk through a problem in front of like the whole class and like oh my gosh one time i said one thing wrong there was a riot (laughs) (laughs) or you just lost all credibility the thing is, okay, I don't want to get into it because it's not my episode, but, like, there was a full-on riot, and all my other fellow TAs threw me under the bus. Oh, my God. And then, like, yeah, this kid's so annoying. He was like, well, that, <laughs> well, that is not even the definition of the ideal capacity gas law. Oh and I was like, shut up, loser. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? And then I slacked my professor, and I was like... There was a riot. <laughs> and then the next discussion section, he was like, guys, I heard there was a riot. <laughs> and I was like, dude, why did... I was like, Professor Varner, why did you throw me under the bus? Because then all the kids turned to look at me and were like... And I was like, that was so traumatizing. I'm like, yeah, I can't be a teacher. But I'm like, I can't believe you do this like every day. Just like in the fear that someone will ask a question... And <laughs> you don't know the answer. Like, what do you do? I think that's where, like, relationship building all comes in. Mm. So once you sort of gain the respect and they also understand. So I always, I think I prefaced, like, literally the first day that I taught them. I was like, this is my first time teaching the subject. Like, I will make mistakes. Mm. And so, like, please just have, like, grace for me and be patient with me. And I will also be patient with you as well. And oh, then, wow. like, just kind of setting, like, a foundation for, like, everything else. And, like... Like I said, I just made a lot of mistakes sometimes explaining one thing. And I'd just be like, I'll redact it. I'll be like, okay. <laughs> Let's so start sorry. over. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to scratch that. Let me reteach that. Really quick. Wow. Scratch that out of your mind. <laughs> Erase whatever you wrote on your paper. <laughs> <laughs> just burn it. <laughs> yeah. Though that totally reminds me of my other question for you is like, what kind of teacher are you? Like, what's your style? You know, because, like, I would love to be a fly on the wall and just watch my teacher friends do their thing because, I mean, I know how you are as a person and as a friend, but, like, are you like that when you're Mr. On? I would say I'm fairly relaxed and kind of free-flowing. I think a lot of random things happen this year that you just have to be flexible And so, uh, in the same kind of way with students, they're like always forgetting assignments. And I think some, 
Yeah. They yeah. are? Cleo's judging them hard. <laughs> I'm like, dude. <laughs> I'm like, how can you forget assignments? I, I think it might have to do with just this year. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, hard, I've heard a lot of people are like struggling, just being at home, like, you know, having outlets, like. Yeah, so I would say it depends on also what I'm teaching. And so when it comes to like a lecture style, very like active, I'm always like moving around the room, always pause, ask pointed questions to like specific students. Just want to keep them you on their toes. cold call people? I cold call people. Whoa, that's I rude. I used to hate that, but now like... <laughs> that's rude. Yeah. I would hate that. I feel like that's actually... But when we were in school, that was like less common, you know? Because they didn't know our names. There was 30 of us so. in a class. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, it's, it's a smaller classroom. So I think they're a lot more comfortable with one another as okay. well. And I don't ask like super difficult questions i literally ask a question after i have gone over it on the slide mm -hmm. just to like make sure that people are engaged. yeah like yeah. still listening and um that way it keeps them on their toes otherwise if i'm like droning and just right. off powerpoint they just that's good okay yeah. but still i would hate if i was in a cold <laughs> calling classroom because like what if i don't know it then i would just be super embarrassed for the rest of my life <laughs> i mean i think that also goes with like the setting expectations and like what kind of environment you create because right. if it's a classroom that you know mistakes are not the end of the world and we're just all learning then like everyone just gets the question wrong here and there but that's true yeah but i guess i was going to also ask like 9th to 12th grade i feel like it would freak me out because like they're old enough to like know things and like be sassy right and like fight you and like also <laughs> now with like it's weird because i feel like you're not that much older than them so it's like is it weird like the, your dynamic with them and then like also like everyone has social media they can just like stalk you whereas for us like our teachers like we're not I mean, I'm friends with some of my old teachers on Facebook now, but, like, when I was in school, I had no interest. Like, I, I would not be like, oh, let me find them on social media. Whereas now, it's very much the case. Right. So, I guess, I don't know. How do you feel about, like, your age difference and, like, how old they are and stuff? I have, like, some funny stories. I've had other, like, people who work in the building, but they kind of have never met me. It's so interesting how they talk to you if they think you're a student. They think you're a student? <laughs> yeah, so like, I'm like, I'm in front of my like division head office. She's like basically my boss. And like there's a new admin person who usually isn't there. And I'm just like kind of peering in and because I'm just trying to see if she's available. And like she turns and goes, um, excuse me, what do you need? Like, oh, and like I always have to do this line where like, oh, sorry, I'm the science teacher. And I just needed to like speak. She goes, oh, yeah, she's um, she's kind of busy. Like, the entire voice changes. Mm. And so that's also kind of funny. Um, some spirit days when I'm wearing just sweatshirts. Oh. They'll think I'm, like, freshman. Like <laughs> Those spirit days. That really takes me back. I mean, you had, what, like, how many months of spirit days? Oh, you had, like, half, less than half a year? Half a year of spirit days? Um, well, we try to do spirit days for, like, the full year pretty much. Oh, like, even virtual? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. What? I feel like you would run out of ideas. Yeah, I, I guess like on the days where you wear your like house colors. So like... Because of houses? Yeah, so it's kind of like Harry Potter. Whoa, 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 whoa. Do you, you get assigned? With that? I mean, do you get assigned based on like certain things? Like so there's... Prejudice? <laughs> I actually don't know the sorting system. Um, there's four houses. Do you want to hear that? Yes! <laughs> Hildegard, Athanasius, Lewis, and Meitner. Wait, they're cool names. Wait, what was the last one? Meitner. Okay. None of these sound like real 
things. Yeah, <laughs> want to be the first or second one. They talk cool. So I'm in Lewis, which oh you get oh you're in one too. Every teacher is also in one, so you're also kind of they're called grade level groups, and you become oh. like a mentor to like a specific group of people that's in your house. So then, what about the students in your class? You have like students from every house in your classes. No, I only have sophomore Lewis. What guys and girls? What? Whoa! Yeah. So and they get oh, points. So like... these houses are like cohorts <laughs> that you just move across your grades with. So if you're always a Lewis sophomore. Like you're gonna graduate as a Lewis senior with your same people. Yes. Interesting. Because the, the classes size are pretty small, in general. So every That's... class is divided by four four different. Oh, I see, I see. Wait, that makes so sense. what are like the animal mascots and the colors? Okay, I honestly like I'm not super into it. <laughs> I, all I know is for Lewis, it's from C.S. Lewis. Okay, yeah, That's and cool. so the mascot I think of for us is. Lion. Yeah. Okay. Lion. I mean, that's a good yeah. one. That's a good mascot. Or Each good one of them has a personality, house. though. The Lewis house is actually like okay, according to the students, it's the lame one. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically the people who just don't try. Oh, but C.S. Lewis is such an intellect, it, intellectual. I mean. Yeah. So Meitner is like the kind of like, ah oh, man, I don't know. The symbol is like an atom, and so oh, wow. it's it's a. Uh, it's an element, I believe, mm -hmm. minor. Yeah. And so that's where that comes from. And then Athanasius is kind of like... That one sounds cool. I want to be in that one. That one's one. like the popular one, it seems like. Whoa. More athletic students. Ooh. Yeah. But and they don't even get to pick. Maybe it's like... I told you, it's prejudice. You look at them, you're like... Yeah, <laughs> I yeah I'm like, how do you... I would love oh, to be the person You just want to chill, Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so... But do you feel like the students intermingle, um, like you know, across the different houses. They totally do. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's not like people stay within their, yeah, their assigned yeah. group. Yeah, I would say it's fairly healthy. I feel like it could take a very unhealthy route, mm -hmm. but from what I've seen, it's not super unhealthy, mm -hmm. other than Athanasius seems to always like tout themselves as like the, the best. That's so interesting. What was the fourth one? Hildegard? Hildegard, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's their personality? Uh, I actually don't know. Too many Hildegard students. That's so interesting. Oh, no. Red flag, red flag. No. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. It's really, I mean, I think it's, I mean, I'm all about this kind of stuff. It's very like divergent. Cool. Have you ever read those books? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Factions. Factions, yeah. Yeah. I think it builds camaraderie amongst mm. the students. It's a really good way. I mean, I can see how that can be, you know, really like a strong foundation because you come in and you're really shy even if you have like you know you don't know a single person and you're not good at making friends you still know like where you belong and like you still have that bubble to kind of like look to even if you know you're not the popular kid or something but yeah if you're a lewis like ugh. thank goodness i have the other <laughs> they, lewises they always ask me they're like miss ron what does it feel like to be a lewis and they say it in that kind of way like, a lewis <laughs> but they're lewis too no they're not they're athanasius oh. <laughs> they're trying to bully oh, yeah. oh my gosh and i'm like Honestly, guys, it's the most chill group. I like don't have to super try hard, but when we do, we do well. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is so funny. That's wholesome as high schoolers that they still care about that. Because like, like, what are high schoolers like? I mean, going back oh. to Cleo's question of your dynamic with them, like, is there that level of respect? And like, I mean. Yeah. Kind of depends on 
one the grade but like just like every single high schooler is just very different Mm -hmm. and so you have to interact with every single one of them in a different kind of way I feel like so I have some quieter ones where I'll usually try to initiate conversation more frequently Um, the younger ones ninth and tenth they're still very much formulating like who they are actually all of them are but more so the ninth and tenth graders they look a lot more to the exterior to help sort of define who they are. Mm. And so you want to be a little bit careful with them. Seniors and juniors, I can kind of like sass them a little bit. Mm. And so it's a little bit more fun sometimes. And I'm not really sure how else to sort of elaborate. On no, I think that all makes sense. But I guess like now taking a pivot, I was wondering if you could elaborate more about your experience teaching like virtually, like the challenges of Zoom and like, yeah, I guess you're experience with that yeah or not zoom sorry maybe it's like oh yeah we use microsoft teams yeah microsoft teams sorry microsoft get your act together (laughs) i mean they they just got breakout rooms like they're trying they (laughs) did they i will say it's so much better than it was in the beginning with Mm. all the features that it has now there's so many like random failures and we're also using surfaces which suck Mm. oh wow yeah anywho so i would say with teams Um, At first, the challenge was building a relationship with the students Mm. and the fact that I felt like I was talking to a black screen or like talking Mm -hmm. to myself. Uh, Because at least with in-person, you'd have a little bit of side conversation here and there helps fill the void of silence. But with teams, it's just you. Mm. Um, A lot of activities that I would do in person, I'm so much for like hands-on activities, interacting with one another, that all kind of went to scraps. And so very traditional in terms of like lecture and then they just like do something or they'll like discuss it with like smaller groups. And so that was the challenge in the beginning. More towards the middle as we're sort of getting into that closer to 50-50 range of 50% in-person, 50% remote. the challenge became trying to remember the people that were remote because mm-hmm. my attention naturally gravitates towards the people that I'm like in front of. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's not like, I thought when you said 50-50, it was like half of the days of the week you were in person, but you're saying half of the class like was on, like they would. Both actually. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's called hybrid, uh, man. I don't want to go into too much detail of all the phases, but in the beginning, we would only be on campus with the certain grade groups. Mm -hmm. And so with that case, I would have like basically only the sophomores of my AP biology class in front of me and the junior seniors remote. And then the next day it was juniors in front of me, sophomore seniors remote. Oh. Yeah. And then it naturally naturally flowed to now it's like the Bear Creek choice, which is they get to choose whether they come to school or not in mm-hmm. person. And so grade levels were intermingled, but whoever wanted to stay home stayed home. I see. Yeah. So yeah, like half his class is in front of him and half is online. So then it's really hard to balance like who your attention is because, I mean, like you said, you could totally just forget there's a screen of people waiting for what's next and like... Wait, that's so hard to have to teach... 
like yeah. both at the same time it's like a totally different experience Wait, like yeah. what if you were accidentally on mute <laughs> like for your screen and then like everyone in person obviously heard you but like <laughs> happens so many times and also like sharing the screen and all of that as well mm. so like sometimes i'll be like three slides in and all of a sudden i hear from my computer Oh, Mr. Owen, we can't see the screen. Oh, oh my gosh. Wait, that is so crazy. That is really hard. It just feels like this whole year has been hard for, I mean, again, for everyone. But in terms of like an education arena, like so hard for students and teachers alike. Because to learn kind of, I mean, like I feel like you're giving them your all and trying to make it as interactive as possible. But I think that's difficult. Like if we had to just like watch Panoptos or any like, hmm yeah lectures online all the time it'd be hard to fully like engage and then obviously you miss out on the fun of like being next to your friends and stuff yeah and that's the privilege i think with private school though eventually as we were like pretty much all in person a lot sooner than a lot of the public schools they had a chance to interact with each other like we would take breaks outside so i'd just basically just tell them to stay six feet apart but we'd like walk around the campus and yeah, just like, I would say such a different experience in public school. Yeah, but I mean, I guess it's like easier for like the juniors and seniors because like they already know the people, right? But then I'm like for freshmen, like how do you even make friends when everyone's like virtual? So Bear Creek is also K through 12. Oh. Okay. And so a lot of these students have actually grown up with each oh. other. Oh. So a lot of that relationship is sort of established. Oh, I see. Okay. But there are some students who come in from public school and I mm. can kind of tell who they are because they kind of don't fit in sometimes. They're a Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just like kind of don't fit in. And I would say, yeah, it's a shame. It, it makes it a lot more difficult this mm, year. Wow. I, now I'm like, I can't imagine teaching like kindergartners first grade second oh, grade look wow what do you even tell them high school's easier than i don't i can't even imagine like kindergarten like preschoolers like you have to do like in person like everything needs to be hands <laughs> like on two minute attention span max like how do you yeah. even like how do you wow. keep them in front of the screen how do you teach them to unmute themselves <laughs> i mean they're actually quite good <laughs> kids nowadays really know technology and i mean usually parents might be on the side right but that's another layer of like it's been hard for parents too because they're like working and then being like helping their kids get set up for class and yeah, K through five teachers, superstars. I don't know how they do it. I can't imagine because like my students are partially independent, so right. Mm. A lot of things I don't have to worry about. Do you feel like your first year teaching, the fact that it was in COVID and it was hybrid and virtual, like did that impact? Not obviously impacted your experience, but has it impacted your outlook on teaching and like, you know, what you think of it? Like if it's something you would want to pursue slash revisit in the long run or do you think it's kind of like oh it was really really hard like not for me like i it hate a... students <laughs> <laughs> no students were the best part i would say just like interacting with them uh, this year i would say is just hard to gauge teaching to any degree because you come in with these sort of set expectations for personal expectations and i had like high personal expectations that instantly got absolutely destroyed as soon as mm. COVID started. And so at first it felt kind of bad because I just felt like a terrible teacher mm. um, because of all these different standards I had. And I just was not meeting them, nor do I think even um, veteran teachers were sort of meeting. And so a lot of veteran teachers had a hard time this year as well. And 
I would scratch this year as just like we got by mm. <laughs> as best as we can almost. So I guess like when you said standards for yourself, like what were they? Uh, I would say you have these expectations to like give as much feedback as possible mm. or like your tests are like not personalized, but as closely aligned with like your curriculum, your curriculum also be like nice and uptight. And I like to stay organized and that quickly fell away because a lot of the material I had only works on in-person settings. Mm. And so I was kind of like scrambling like every night, just like thinking of how should I teach this? Mm. Um, I wanted my like teaching style to be more engaging and fun, but it's really hard in like remote or like hybrid settings or like without those tools in person. And in the beginning, I was super like gung-ho. So I'd like pack lab supplies, like ship it home. I was and literally that, like, just going to bring that up. <laughs> you would ship them to everyone's house? You made like no, so I didn't, many kids. I, I made like six, however many students I had. Yeah. And like for every single class, I had a different kit because different like labs and right. stuff like that. So that was like the first month and yeah. it quickly fell away. I was like, I, I can't do this. Oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh. Wait, that is so much work. Yeah. I mean, it's a great thought and like to yeah. have started with that, but that's not sustainable. Did they give you a budget or did they do oh, out of pocket? I mean, yeah, they get very generous oh, okay. in terms of okay, like good. any school supply. So I don't have to pay anything. Okay, great. Pocket. Okay, good. Yeah. It's not the case in public school. So. It's not the case. But you can't file along your tax return, but that's actually crazy that teachers don't get budgets yeah but okay wow you yeah. did wow kids okay okay did they like that you think <laughs> they did at first yeah they yeah. had a lot of fun i like sent pickled brick home for like a dissection <laughs> <laughs> what is that it's like i got i purchased a pickle like a lot of pickles and i put googly eyes on them oh just to make it fun oh is it the dissecting just to like what it feels like to make an incision or you uh, actually dissect it like directional and anatomical terms. And oh, so like cut into like a lateral section. That is so, like, what if you sent everyone like a dead mouse? That'd be so <laughs> funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ooh, wow. <laughs> Just the thought of them opening it. <laughs> you would get fired probably with the parents at his school. Like they'd be like, what the? I actually asked for that because <laughs> I wasn't sure what my boundaries were. So no. I asked, is it okay if I send a scalpel home? <laughs> oh, that's good. That's true. And no, they were very much like, uh, no. <laughs> oh, so what did they end up sending? Or did you end up sending? Plastic knives. Oh, so I mean, it was lame. just a pickle. It was a pickle. That's a good, yeah. good thing you asked. I mean, that's that's nice though. I'm sure they really like appreciated hands-on approach because otherwise it'd just be so boring. Yeah, yeah. I sent stuff that I never even used. I was originally gonna use a t-shirt for them to color like on themselves, the different like organ systems. Wow, that's so creative. No, I went to scraps, I didn't even use it. Wait, so why? Still, I just, it just like didn't work out. Cause then mm. I realized that it's, it's like a t-shirt section and a lot of it kind of extends past just mm, this yeah. upper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So they got free t-shirts. Yeah, you told them. <laughs> yeah. Whatever no, you they always it. ask me like, so Mr. Honor, are we ever going to use this t-shirt? It's just like under my bed right now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I, I think I'm going to use it. <laughs> wow. I'm sure you'll find a way. Maybe. You're like, that your last final, day. like what, month and a half, two months? I guess I could. Yeah. I could have them do the digestive system. <laughs> wow. That is a lot of effort. Wow. That is so much time. More so in the beginning. 
I feel like it slowly went downhill after that. I was just like, I felt like I was just getting by. Right. I mean, that's fair. Because I think pile up. Because like in the beginning, you don't have to like grade stuff. You just have to teach stuff. And soon you have yeah. to grade things and teach things and like all this stuff. So it's like crazy. Yeah. yeah. Some teachers are seriously superstars. Um, like they stay up until like 12 a.m. every day, like grading. And some of them respond to students at like 11 p.m. And so I am not by all means like a example teacher because there are some teachers that go above and beyond and they just like sacrifice their life which i feel like i can't do oh my gosh mm. so like do they get discretionary bonuses or no <laughs> probably not oh they don't <laughs> <laughs> that sucks dude dude <laughs> teachers hard work like dude i mean like what made you get into it in the first place because you you think of these like the teachers you're you know speaking of like they didn't do it for the money so you know all for the next generation, really. That's what everybody says. It's like they like working with the students yeah. in the same way. So this year is kind of special, getting to interact with them, I think, during a time where a lot of them feel kind of hopeless or everything just feels very dry. Mm. And school really becomes kind of like a, a light for them during these mm. times. And right. So every interaction kind of matters. I'm like, I would hate to be a student during these times. <laughs> Same. No offense Same. to you. I'm no, sure you're would, killing it. But No, no. I would hate to be a student right now. Yeah. Because, like, it's different, like, in college. Like, it's already lecture style for the most part. So, it's, like, fine-ish. Mm -hmm. Like, it's less of a stark contrast. But in high school and below, it's so different and totally not the same. And like for labs, like what do you do for labs aside from, you know, cut open a pickle? Like <laughs> there's like so many things you just have to miss out on. But I mean, do you feel like the general sense of mm, perspective from like the other teachers at your school, like they're just like excited for the next year? Yeah, I think everyone's just wondering, you know, what the next year will look like because things still are kind of uncertain. Mm-hmm especially for Bear Creek because now they're adopting this like full-on choice plan where students what? can be fully remote. Wait, for the rest of time? Yeah. Why? I don't know. That's so dumb. It's Sorry, like... Bear Creek. Wait, <laughs> remote for... That's intriguing. Yeah, remote for like... For all entire... grades? Yeah. What? I, I don't understand. Wait, yeah. that makes it so much harder for the teachers too. and the parents. So, well, maybe most people will just pick in person, hopefully. Yeah, I think hopefully it's in person. I had like brief conversations because I think admins still are figuring out what that even looks like. Because like they you said, just stop figuring it out. <laughs> I could see it from like a business strategy point. Great, because they can pretty much enroll people like across or like halfway across the country where the time difference oh, will make that too much of chaotic. an impact. <laughs> yeah, we have we have like some students in like. Super funny. So right before spring break, I'm basically teaching a kid who's in Hawaii and another one who's in Florida. Oh, gosh. It's like, Mr. On, sorry, I'm going to leave class a little bit early. I'm going snorkeling with my family. I'm like, great. Like, awesome. <laughs> Lucky them. <laughs> Whoa. That's... Wow. No. <laughs> I don't... That's... I mean, like, I feel like I would kind of get it if they were like, oh, now we can, like, record lectures and we'll, like, post them online. So then you can stay home if you're sick. Kind of like how they do it in college. And like in that sense, it's like quote unquote remote or like live stream yourself. <laughs> like that's remote. But like, I don't, I don't think they should give them that choice. Well, I also feel like just school in general, such a 
benefit is developing your ability to like yeah your social skills your ability to like co-mingle with other people who are different than you like get bullied a little bit yeah get bullied a little bit (laughs) discover yourself like realize you shouldn't wear that two can shirt to school yes yes (laughs) all the things and like it makes you a better person but like i don't know that's interesting so i guess given all of that if you were to teach again would you like do you think you would stay or would you like try public or different grade different subject like any of the above Man, hard to say. I think it just depends on the year's circumstances. The nice part about private is I feel like I could build so much of a stronger relationship mm-hmm. with students because mm-hmm. some majority of the parents are incredible people and they're so nice during the parent-teacher conferences. And so it's just really great to meet the parents who are just very involved in their child's lives and it just shows that they really care. And so I would say it's a toss-up depending on the year mm. haven't tried public school just seems like way more difficult honestly mm. i'm just like still confused about the whole hands-on parents thing i'm like what <laughs> like, don't you have things to do i'm like you're not checking your child's homework every night are you just scrape back some points the thing is we might be those parents i think it's like a whole nother level of like I'm not going to drag the whole, you know, immigrant parent story into this, but it's just different, you know, right. like it, it's different. Like a lot of stuff we kind of learned from the ground up, even stuff like applying to colleges, building a resume, like we kind of learned all of that ourselves, I suppose. And so it maybe just looks different. Like if we now saw our kid clearly doing a math problem wrong, like would I be able to hold back and just be like, I'm going to let you get it wrong. Like I'd probably be like, hey, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I guess I say that, but I'm like, let's be honest. Uh, let's be honest. Your child is gonna get straight A's, and I'll be like, B plus, okay. I'm like, I might be that. I might be that annoying parent that like talks you, to the teacher. Okay, the thing is, you like yes, because even at the at the TA thing, like you were that student asking all the questions. Oh so gosh, you're just a yeah. step behind. Like you'll get there. I'm anno- Yeah, I was annoying. I was like, oh my gosh. Like I was the <laughs> most frequent attendee at office hours they're like like oh, are you running ta session today <laughs> like, like senior year i decided to let loose a little bit i went to go see um i think it was infinity war or like end game the theater or was it captain marvel it was an avengers movie in the theaters i get this call from my ta i was like hello he was like hey i'm running a little bit late <laughs> he was like <laughs> he was like is anyone else there and i was like why are you calling me? Okay, I went outside today. <laughs> I'm not at office Literally hours. the one time you don't go. The one time. And then he was like, oh, okay. Like, oh, that's fine then. He's like, yeah. <laughs> like, if you're not there, then it's fine. He's like, oh, shoot, my substitute teacher isn't there. Get there like, he doesn't want your wrath that he's not there when you're yeah. pressing questions. Right. So he was like, oh, if you're not there, then it's okay. I'm like, rude. Okay. Actually, I'm, very considerate. I'm trying to live He starts well. walking back home. <laughs> And that's when I knew I had problems. Actually, I knew <laughs> earlier on, all my professors actually tried to give me an intervention. <laughs> they told me it'll be okay. So different. I think I went to office hours maybe like definitely less than five times throughout college. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of the same way. Yeah. My professors literally had to sit me down and tell me that. They're like, Cleo, we know you care. We know you're trying. We see you. <laughs> it's okay <Wow>. to like... <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be very surprised if your kid, you don't end up being that parent. Because I'm like, 
You're that one student they prepare a whole professional development for. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I was like, whoa. But okay, I guess I get it. I guess I was just like grossed out that the parents would do that, but I'm like, I guess I would be that parent, so I kind of get it. No, some of them are really great. So respectful too. And, mm. and like, even if they have like feedback, it's just, or like it's criticism. feedback for you? Some, sometimes, like, they, they have questions. So they'll, they'll be like, um, hey, like, how did you sort of like, come across curving this test in this sort of way. And I just like oh, explain my thought process behind it. And it was because I curved one of my AP classes different than the other one, mm. but they took a different test. But then my reasoning was because some styles of teaching are a little bit different for each one. And so it's possible that one cell just didn't hit as well. And so I wanted to like compensate for that, mm. the average. So, like, how do you feel if, like, your entire class bombs a test? Oh, it sucks. So, like, do oh, you blame happened? yourself or do you really? blame them? Uh, I think I blame myself, really, because it's, like, mm. sometimes, okay, mix, mix. Some of my classes, I'm, like, okay, I, I know that you just didn't. Because, like, for my chemistry class, I will literally print the test out, change the numbers, and then give it to them as a study guide. Mm. And then just change the I numbers. I teachers like that too. And then give the test, mm. and they still do poorly. Which at that point, I'm like, all right, it's not me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, say okay, sorry, I know we're running a little bit low on time, but it's like, since you teach AP, like how much pressure do you feel for them to pass their AP exam? Hard to put like a number on it, or any sort of one feeling. It's upcoming, so it's mm. May 14 for my students. Actually, this year, it's like three different testing phases. Mm. Oh, wow. There's in-person and two remote sessions, but anyways. Yeah, different year, different time. I do feel some pressure because it, it's a direct number to like mm. my performance. You know, mm. How well did I teach them and how well did I follow along the curriculum? So I do feel some pressure because also there's... A college credit that mm -hmm. comes right. along with it mm -hmm. and I want all my students to do well and like get mm -hmm. that college credit and so we'll kind of see how this year turns out because there's a lot of outlying like outlier factors mm -hmm. also that yeah. come into it. That's an interesting thought because I remember taking AP classes and some classes I'm like my teacher didn't teach me anything for this test like, yes, they taught, you know, the subject, but I was like, none of it actually translated onto the AP test. But who knows, maybe considering everything this year, it's like maybe instead of needing a four or five to get credit, they'll take a three. It, it could be something like that. So, so maybe it's out of your control. Yeah, my AP chem teacher didn't teach us a single thing. Not a single thing. And then we got to the exam. Mm -mm. <laughs> it's like, don't even waste your $89. You're not getting the credit. I was like, like, don't worry thank goodness i self-taught already <laughs> you kind of did for one of the oh yeah i didn't take ap physics c but i took the exam because i'd like oh, studied wow. on my own flex Dang. 10 years later no you were the one that brought it up you were the one that, brought it up. You were the one that was like you self-studied for one and i was no, like i, I was, did I was that's really like impressive wow one. Yeah. Oh, you're referring to the cap. Like, everyone joking. studies no, additional no, for the AP exams. No. Yeah. Not people me. people wow. check out the books, right? The AP yeah. physics, cracking the AP physics or AP oh, whatever exam. It. I, oh, I, I never studied extra. Wait, wait, what? I never you studied extra. You just went extra. in blind. And I, got, <laughs> and I, yeah, and I passed them. Wow. Really? 
I got a year worth of credits. <laughs> Wait, what? You got a year worth of credits? I got a year I'll worth of credits. I'll be flexed 10 years yeah, later. I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it. Probably 12 years later at this point. Oh, but yeah. wow. Really? Yeah. Okay. No, I, st- I brought all the books in the library. I'm not a like studying on top of the curriculum. Because I'm like, Same. I ain't trusting no Kentridge teachers. <laughs> mm, I, just, I tell I my students to get it. You tell your students to get it. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. none of ours told us to get it. We can't we listen to them. We came from a different district. We came from Kent School District. You can't listen to them. They don't know what's up. I don't understand. We come from the same household. I'm like totally <laughs> different educational experiences. I'm like, you didn't study additional grades. No, you just you <laughs> what? I'm, told, I'm not a school person. <laughs> Wait, that is bold of you. Because I'm like the AP, phys, like the AP study exam books, like know in the past what has been. I've never exams. opened a single one. I didn't even know they existed. So except like, for the su- except for the subject matter ones. I did borrow those subject matter for ones. the SAT. Oh, that's totally different. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Whoops. Yes. I was like, all I've never AP tests are subject matter tests. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. Yes, no, I've never. What? I, okay, that's crazy. Maybe if my teachers told me to, I'd consider you it. You can't listen to them. <laughs> I didn't know this thing. Oh, uh, whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm I tell my students, like, every parent teacher conference, I'm like, I hold up the one that I bought myself. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'll be like, get this one. Wow. Yeah. Because then it helps you a lot more, I would think. Because otherwise, <laughs> otherwise it's like everything you see on the page on the AP test is like so foreign. Because like the way like they ask questions, the way the that's, things that they're looking for. That's why I'm like, I'm like, that's why I was like, hello, teachers, you didn't prep me at all. This isn't what we learn in class. That's how I felt like half the time. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I made it. You got all these credits. You didn't use them because you went to East Coast. <laughs> what do you mean? I did use some of them. How many? Okay, a, f- a very small fraction. <laughs> okay, no, it was annoying you. because again, my AP chem teacher sucked booty, and like, you only got four instead of a five. Yeah, I think I only got a four instead of a five, and my school only took fives. Ooh. And I was like, yeah. "You joking me? You joking me?" And like, it was that year that they changed it. They always yeah. took fours, and the one year I needed it, I was like, "Dang it!" And like, it was embarrassing because I was a chemie major, like chemical engineering, and like half of my major like got a five on the ap chem exam yeah but it's so. part of the experience because like the, the the downside of you if you get like too many credits it's like it actually cuts your college experience short yeah that did not happen for me i did not get enough credits <laughs> so <laughs> you got enough credits you just couldn't use that I, I, yeah but our school's also whack they would only let you take ap tests starting sophomore year or junior year very, Sorry, starting oh, junior yeah. year i know we would have oh junior yeah, year if we started sophomore it would have been like if we started freshman over. like let me take it freshman year and they were like that's true no that's true we only had two years but anyway sorry Josh. we're sorry. talking about our high school experience <laughs> <laughs> no my AP biology teacher was also terrible he was like 80 and he had legit senioritis so nobody's like but yeah i don't know i guess it's like I do feel like you have a gift for teaching, like, anecdote, like, I was in Josh's Bible study for, like, two couple, days, a couple weeks, <laughs> in, like, one summer, a long time ago, and, like, those Bible studies were freaking lit, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm learning, <laughs> oh, she's lot. like, I never learn a Bible study, I'm doing teaching, okay, stop, but, like, I was like, wow, this is, like, it, 
you know? I was like, the way you like led discussions and like knew when to like, <gasps> you did it. You did the cold calling as well during Bible study. I did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you did the like, cold you know? calling to keep people engaged and like ask the right questions and like kind of like left room for like other people to chime in. <laughs> like when needed and I was like oh my gosh this was like amazing and I was like wow you really do have a gift for teaching thank you that's so nice uh, yeah <laughs> I don't know what else to say it's super nice and I think it'll be cool to see how all your gifts and strengths like translate to each other because even when you were talking about scribing and doing PA or like striving towards it I didn't want to get way too tangent but I was like I'll bring it back later but just like your ability to gather information, assess the room, piece together a story. Like, I'm sure that helps with your teaching. And I'm sure that's going to help with the next career that you're pursuing. Because, like, I mean, that's kind of what you're doing. And it's like, there, there's different, I'm sure, skills that you're taking from teaching that will apply, you know, to whatever you want to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of great teachers at Bear Creek. They're all just superstar teachers. Mm. Yeah. That's cool. Maybe I was like, maybe my kids should go to Bear Creek in like, the future. You can afford the tuition. Oh, go gosh. for it. Dude, public school gay. I'm all about public school. I've already decided. <laughs> really? I think there's just character yeah. development that you get also. I know, dude. Public school is so lit. Like, yeah. nothing, we didn't learn anything, but <laughs> lots of naps, you know, lots of fights that we got to see. Yeah, it's a good time. You can be a big fish in a small pond kind of vibe. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm, I don't think you have to be in the best school district, but I'm, maybe I'm only saying that because I got out relatively unscathed. <laughs> like, <laughs> but some people didn't. Yeah, that's very true. We could have easily been on the other side. Mm. Like, barely anybody got out unscathed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait, I'm being real. Yeah, baby Different mamas, experience. I went to jail, Newport High School. Wow. Drug dealers. I went to yeah. Newport High School. Basically, yeah. everyone smoked marijuana, but everyone, for the most part, like went to college. Yeah, but that was so not the case for us. Yeah, it's true. Like, no, barely anybody went out of state for school. A lot of people didn't go to college, which is, like, totally fine, totally normal. Yeah. Good times. Well, um, I guess, Josh or Claire, do you have any final thoughts to wrap up the episode? So, are you, Josh? Any, wrap, any final thoughts you want to share with the audience about your experiences as a teacher? Tips for people going to teaching... People who will be first-year teachers, all of the above. Hmm. I think if you really want to become a teacher, just make sure that you know you really like working with whatever age group you like working with. Mm. And also know your subject well. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but other than that, that's pretty much all I have to say. It's been fun. Just chatting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you meant teaching. <laughs> No, just chatting here in the podcast. <laughs> oh, no, I, was, I was really excited for this topic because, you know, day to day, like, we don't know what our friends do, but I'm honestly always so curious, and I can barely explain my own job. Um, yeah, I mean, I watch you every day, and I still don't know what you do. Yeah, I, I barely know what I'm doing. <laughs> whenever, whenever people are like, so what do you do? I'm like, ah. <laughs> I, like, really don't want to explain because I'm like, I just don't know how to wrap my head around breaking it down. But no, it was cool, like to hear about your experience in more detail because like day to day we don't talk about you know this kind of stuff so yeah thank you for spending this time to be a guest on our podcast um, when you could be planning your curriculum but instead you're here i'm on spring break so <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. 
That's one perk, I suppose. You get, <laughs> you get like breaks and stuff. Yeah, breaks. Yeah. I mean, you're not. Nice. I know you're not like ever fully on break, but at I'll least you don't have bit, to take PTO. Yeah. For it. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. But cool. Yeah. Thanks again for coming. I know we were really excited to have you as our first guest. Um, when we're like brainstorming who to have, and my sister was like itching to have a guest. She was like, "I'm tired of just you." <laughs> I was like, "That's fair." I was like, "How about Albert?" She was like, "No." I was like, "Again?" That would be like the third feature. <laughs> People know, like, yes, they get it. <laughs> but yeah, um, I guess with that, we can call it a day. Bye.